0: The following podcast is brought to you by Lady Norland's Cajun Cafe, RVA's favorite Cajun hideaway, in the fan at the corner of Main and Stafford. Find out more at LadyNorland's.com. Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host, George Templeton, talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. How sweet it is, as one of my old co-workers at the Richmond Times-Dispatch when I used to work there many moons ago would say. How sweet it is. Yeah, and I know what some people can say. Oh, it was only Old Dominion. They're not that good this year. Uh, You know, they're 240 in the net or whatever. Horse feathers. Horse feathers. That was a great win. That is the kind of win that's going to pay off down the road, not because it's going to help our resume or any of that kind of nonsense, because they faced a team that was ready for them from the word go, that went right after them, that wasn't scared that wasn't full of fear or anything like that. They came to bust VCUs behind, and they put VCU in trouble in that game. They were on the road, in a hostile environment, and they were in jackpot a little bit in that game. And VCU found a way to win. And that experience will help them if they get into strife at St. Bonaventure, if they get into trouble at George Mason, if they get into trouble at Dayton, at Richmond, some of these other places we're going to have to go and play. You need – sometimes you need to be in that situation. Sometimes you need to be punched in the mouth. And let's make no mistake, Odu punched us in the mouth in the first half. That stinking trice, that backup center, just like the other backup centers that have eaten us for lunch this year, he gave Levi Stocker that work, that serious work. And by the way – Apologize, this is VCU Rams Rewind, sponsored by Lady Nolans. here for you. Go to Lady Nolans and patronize them during any season, but especially during the Christmas season, to sort of liven up your food intake with some beautiful Cajun food, and of course, live video here on VCU Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But VCU got punched in the face. They took a standing eight in the first half, and they probably, they may have even took another standing eight right at the end of the right at the end of the first half, too. But they got back up, and they came right back, and it was absolutely fantastic. And Bruce Stevenson, you're right. Getting Ezekpe and Trice in foul trouble really made a difference. They absolutely, both of them had to back off on defense, and it helped us. And Todd St. Pierre, who's our group admin, is also right. Total team effort. Stockard, Banks, Ace, and Sahonas. All of them excellent. Vince Williams, magnificent. Magnificent. And the problem is, the way these terrible live stats we have looked, I can't see what Vince Williams had at halftime, but it wouldn't have been a ton of points. And he ends up with a team-high 16 and a game-high 16. Vince Williams got rolling after that under-8 timeout, made some big shots, fantastic. And Mike Urbanski... It's a, I like what he says here. He says, it's just so nice to have Ace back. The leadership is so valuable. It was, but I'll tell you one thing. The Ace Baldwin of the first half, I wasn't liking it. It looked like Ace Baldwin 2.0, and he wasn't a point guard. He was a two guard because he was taking bad shots. He was driving inside into bad positions, and he was not looking for anybody, and I was concerned. But in the second half, the Ace Baldwin of last year, the conductor of the orchestra, I always talk about this, and I know I sound crazy about it, but point guards should be conducting the orchestra, should be getting everybody involved instead of trying to play a few instruments. Instruments. Well, that Ace Baldwin was here in the second half. And again, I can't look at the first half numbers because the live scoring stinks. But if he had one assist in the first half, it was not more than one. He ends up with five assists for the game. He has four steals. He has 11 points. And we'll even forgive him for missing them foul shots at the end because the game was over anyway. But what a perfor- what a performance! What a performance! Down eleven, that crowd was on it from the board go. They were in trouble, and it wasn't even a case of well, they were disrespecting the rivalry and they weren't ready. ODU was just furious, and those guards Steins and Kaiser were giving it to him in the first half. And you know what? In the second half, and that's the one that really I love. C.J. Kaiser was probably full of himself and full of beans in this in, at, at halftime. He had thirteen points, and he was he was wearing Curry out, and he was wearing our other guards out. And I even said it at halftime. I said, "All right, you know they're going to have to make a choice here." And the guards chose to get up in his face and say, "If you get biased, you get biased." C.J. Kaiser did not make a basket in the second half and had one point, and how'd you love those misses at the end when he had easy looks and he couldn't make them? VCU, and that's Curry, and that's Nunn, and that's other, other players, locked his stinking rear end up, and it was great. It was absolutely outstanding. And, you know, again, we had another team shoot the ball way better than the average we tend to give up. ODU, for most of the game, was near 50%. Missed a bunch of shots late, ended up at forty four point six, and a lot of nights sixty six would have been enough. And this is—I talked about this the other the other game uh, after another game. We needed, we needed a—we need to have a night where this offense can bail this defense out when this defense isn't at its absolute best. And we got there. We got there tonight, and it's what Todd says: only eleven turnovers tonight. And uh, they only had two in the second half. Two turnovers in the second half, folks. And the second half numbers, I mean, this is this is really fantastic. Over 50% from the field. Nearly 16 for 31. Nearly 50% from three, four of nine. And before they missed those last four, four free throws when the game was decided anyway, eight of 10 from the foul line, three one-and-ones. And one-and-ones and one and is where the pressure is on. If it was up to me... You'd never have two-shot fouls except for, you know, you, except for shooting fouls. At, you know, at, the, at the end of games, if you just did a regular foul, it would always be a one-and-one, one, but that is pressure. On the road, in a rivalry game, you're stepping up, and if you miss the first one, they could get the rebound, and it could cost you deer five out of six, shooting the one-and-one one at the end of the game. That is how you close a game out. Oh, what a performance! I'm just I'm so happy because no, it, it's not gonna. It, it's probably not. Gonna, it's not gonna be one of their best performances of the year. And look, they can't. You could make the argument that they can't play that way in the first half against better teams because they'll get whooped. They'll be way more down by far more than six, and that's all fair tonight. I'll have I'll have every one of those arguments. I'll have every one of those statements. They're fair, but you know what? this took guts, this took fortitude, this took everybody playing together, and we were so frustrated, or I was so frustrated in the first half. They were so sped up. They were not looking for each other. They were not generating anything in the context of the offense. They had, I think, five assists, three or four assists at halftime. They ended up with 10 assists I think, just in the second half. Yeah, they had 10 assists on 16 made field goals in the second half. That's what this offense is capable of. When they play it right, when they're looking for each other, when they make the extra pass and and a lot of them did it. Uh, you know, Sahonis, Flippin, Baldwin, Vince Williams, Stockard even. So many guys were looking to make that one more pass to get the better shot. And you saw what happened. They get the se- they get the freaking 75 points without overtime. As uh, I think it was, uh, who is it that said that just now? Yeah, uh, 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 Mitch McGuire saying we hit seventy points. Yeah, finally after all this time, we finally hit seventy points. But they, but they flipping, they flipping, played offense the way it should be played, and you end up. Let's see for the. So let me see. They had ten assists in the second half, and what do they end up with the game? They had 15. So They had five assists in the first half, ten in the second half, forty-four points in the second half. And they can do that against most teams. Not everybody, most teams. And yes, Mike Urbanski, I was just going to get to that. Josh Banks. And I want to talk about Josh Banks for a moment because his performance tonight was so special on so many levels. You know, our freshmen have often been coming off the bench and giving, providing the major energy boost that this team needed when they were floundering. Well, tonight it was Josh Banks. And you're going to look and say, oh, he only had 14 minutes. But he gets nine points in 14 minutes. You know, he doesn't make any of those threes he tried. Although, Josh Banks is unlucky. I swear he, he gets he gets more threes that go in and out than anybody. But he gets the nine points, four rebounds. I think he had. I want to say he had a steal as well. No, he didn't have a steal. But, you know, he played some great defense. But here's the thing about Josh Banks. And this is what we, you know, you talk about, what you're looking for in players and the way a program is. Josh Banks got a lot of minutes early in the season. 17 against St. Peter's, 15 against Wagner, 21 against Vanderbilt, and 11 against Chattanooga. And then he goes through a stretch where he hardly gets any time. Three minutes, you know, down in Atlantis, he got nine minutes total in three games. You know, and a player – might be hanging his head or wondering what the hell's going on or why am I not getting the game and it could be frustrated. But you know what? He gets the five big points against Campbell in only three minutes, which helped turn that game. He only gets eight minutes to the against Jacksonville State. He doesn't score. But the thing is he keeps working. He that he understands that you know what? In this on this team and in this system, sometimes you just got you gotta be ready at all times because you never know when that number's going to be called, and you're going to have to give a team big minutes. Well, for his 14 minutes tonight were super impactful, both ends of the floor. And I love Josh Banks for that. And I love the fact that he doesn't hang his head. And I love the fact we got a lot of players like that. You're not always going to get the minutes you want, but that doesn't mean you sulk. That doesn't mean you stop trying. You keep working. You keep doing the things in practice you need to do. And you never know when the roulette wheel is going to spin and it's going to come up your number. And you're going to have to make something happen to help your team out of trouble. Josh would not have won this game without Josh Banks tonight. God bless him and the, play- and the other players on his team that, that do that stuff. Because that's what a winning team does. That's what a team that wants to win championships do. You've got to have players like that, and he's one of those players. And I absolutely love Josh Banks, and I love the game he had tonight. By the way, for the people that are watching on video, I just want to show this beautiful glass with the state of Virginia on there. Com- the, common, the greatest commonwealth overall right there. That's what I'm, uh, my drink is in tonight. Uh, and, and you're right, Gene Cox. If he was more consistent in his shooting, he would be starting. And – I don't know if it's the spin of the ball or what, but I swear at least once and sometimes twice a game, Josh Banks have a three-pointer that goes halfway down and comes out. And, I, and I've and i never seen anybody that unlucky, so I'm just wondering why that happens. Bruce Stevenson brings up Jalen Deloach. Jalen Deloach, tough as a $2 stake again. I had a couple of plays where, again, I, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, only he's making that play because you got to be just strong as an ox to get that ball up in there. And let's face it, Trice and Pay really wore us out down low for a good chunk of the game. And when Deloach was in there, they weren't having near as much joy. So that's that's credit for him. And you're absolutely right, Todd St. Pierre. Mike Rhodes did a hell of a job tonight because he got, he got through to them about the way they were playing, speeding it up. And about look Stockard Stockard at least on the offensive end is doing the job. So get it to him. They got it to Stockard right away. They forced ODU's defense to collapse more. That set up that set up the open looks outside. You know when it was Vince Williams' time to make a big run in the game, he did it. Mike Rhodes pushed a lot of of the right buttons tonight, and I think and you're right about the Kaiser thing too. I mean they did a job on him, and they just. They're, I mean, he was jab-stepping them and hitting them step-backs and them fade-away jumpers, and and VCU was like, we're not having that anymore. And if you go, get by me, you get by me. And the fact is, when he got by his guards tonight, there was somebody there waiting for him. And, you know, their team defense and their re- rotations tonight were so good. And, and you know, here's the other thing. VC, you know, ODU in this game, they couldn't make a three-pointer. They quit shooting them. They all were all, they were only one of nine. They only took five of them in the second half, and some of those was at the end when they were trying to catch up. ODU knew they weren't making three pointers, and they didn't even bother with it against one of the best three-point uh, field goal percentage defense teams in the country. So, so that was great. And yes, Daniel Carter. It there. There's only there's only two things. There's only two places I love to hear a VCU chant at ODU and at Richmond. When I hear VCU chanting at the end of those two games, in those two arenas, it warms the cockles of my heart. It gives me that just that just wonderful feeling all over. It, it just it really doesn't get much better than that. Now that's an interesting question. Gene Cox, again, great comment, great question. Mike Rhodes has a tough decision to make when Ward returns. Does Ward return to the lime or come off the bench? I think he has to return to the lineup because I think what somebody said in the game thread, and I think it was Todd St. Pierre, in the first half we really missed Ward as an eraser on the defensive end because one thing about it, one of the reasons Kaiser got off and Steins got off in the first half is that our guards were not as willing to take chances defensively because they didn't have Ward behind them that they could feel confident that, okay, if I get beat here, Ward might, Ward's going to save my bacon. They don't have that kind of confidence yet. In a, in a, in they don't have that confidence in Stockard, and they don't have that confidence yet in Deloach. They'll, Deloach may very well get there one day. Uh, and and he, and you're absolutely right, Todd. We miss his defense at the rim. Uh, Ward is a fantastic rim rim protector. There's just no no question about it. Huh, what a win! Won the battle on the boards against a team that usually rebounds the ball real well and gives us hell there. Two turnovers in the second half. That's remarkable. Uh, uh, from VCU, you just you just don't you just don't see that. So you know, let's see here. Where's the points off turnovers? I'm, I'm trying to trying to find that stat on here. Let me go back to the. Let me see here, but I mean that, that's the other thing they didn't get beat on that they won second chance points, which again that's one of those things that's been a real bugaboo in the in the past for VCU. They won that. Um, you know, ODU thrives on points in the paint. VCU only lost that by two, the, you know. This is really, this is one of those performances that I think if this team ends up having a kind of season, we hope we're going to look back at that and say that might have been the moment where this team really went to another level. And yeah, Marcus Sajon is out of nowhere, bang, 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 big shots. But again, context of the offense, uh, one of the one of those threes Baldwin makes. And see, that's the thing. Baldwin's the kind of person that could try this pass. Sort of makes this one-handed off bounce pass perfect to Sohonas. He steps into it, bam! And it was that was a great shot. And, and those are the thing. And that's the thing. When this team works in the context of the offense, they can be tough. They can be lethal. And again, you're combining it with a defense that, as they showed it during the game in the A10 they pretty much lead every significant uh, defensive category that you can think of. I think the only one is like they're second in blocks per game. But every other category, turnovers, force, field goal percentage defense, three-point percentage defense, points per game, all of those, they're leading all of those. So it's like, you know, they get 75 points, they're going to beat anybody in the country. They can beat anybody in the country. They really can because as long as you trust and that's the one – the the one criticism of Rhodes I'll have tonight is that there was just a couple times when he was trapping and pressing too much, and again that's that's a common criticism for me. But I tell you, this half court defense can defeat anybody. This half court defense can stop any offense. When ODU had to do, I mean, in the first half they made a bunch of those long jumpers, but eventually they weren't going in in the second half, were they? They weren't making them. They end up forty percent in the second half. Uh, ODU. And a lot of those were the long jumpers they made in the first half. They weren't going down in the second half. So it's like VCU has got to hang in there. Uh, I do think we I can understand where you're saying that Bruce Stevenson about missing Brown Jones on the backboard. But look we've had our issues on the backboard this year. And again, I'm not asking us to out-rebound anybody by 15 or 20. It'll happen once in a while, but it's rare. I just want to be competitive on the backboard because again if we're competitive on the backboard, which means we're not giving up ten to fifteen more shots than the, to the other team than we were than we get, which is what happened a lot early in the season, we're going to beat anybody. Because again, we are one of the best half-court defensive teams in the country. I am convinced of this, and I think the numbers will bear it out uh, over time. Uh, we we play better. We play as good or better half-court defense than anybody in, in, in anybody playing right now. And it's like I'm going to trust that over everything. I'm going to trust that we're going to do that better than anybody else, and that 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 way we're going to win. Uh, so it's about basically not giving up more shots to the other team, and not certainly by ten or eleven, you know. And tonight they get three more shots. ODU at fifty six, VCU at fifty nine. That's that's right where we want to be. I don't expect us to have a crap ton more, because again, we're not the best rebounding team out there, and we do turn the ball over a lot, but as long as it's close, we're okay. Uh, and yeah, ODU, I mean, this was, ODU, this is a huge game for ODU. This is one of, this will be one of the biggest games of their season because there's nobody, there's nobody in that Conference USA that's going to elicit the kind of excitement that VCU elicits when they come down there, because it is a rivalry, because ODU and VCU fans mix in this in the, in that part of the world you know and there's there's family members and co-workers and friends and this and that you know uh, you know people there were they're all especially in the tidewater because at least when i was going to vcu there were loads of people from the tidewater that went to vcu and a lot of them have gone back down there and lived so they're you know even though they live down there they're black and gold all the way and you know they're going to be walking in on monday or walking into church sunday morning they're chest out a little bit the way VCU won that game i just i'm so proud of these guys i'm so proud of the fact that they took somebody's best shot on the road and that's that's what you got to do and if you're going to be competitive in this A10 if you're going to fight for a top 4 spot or even fight for 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 a regular season title you're going to have games like this where you're on the road in a in a in a loud, crazy, hostile environment, and you take a standing eight early, can you can you get up and get back in the fight, or are you going to get KO'd? Because we've seen that we've seen it both ways. We've seen them get up and get back in the fight. And we've seen them be KO'd. And look, you know, they I I don't think it was menace as a criticism, but they did point out, and it is true. This is only their second true road game of the season because they played the three in, in Bahamas. And they're they're essentially doing what I've criticized big conference teams for doing, especially Syracuse. You know, this is this is the stretch where they're not leaving the Commonwealth of Virginia. They, They do not leave the Commonwealth of Virginia until 2022, until the first week of 2022. So, you know, this is this was needed. This was this was so necessary to do this. And and that performance they can take with them. So I'm so happy about that. And as my admin points out, Todd St. Pierre is doing some work for those Nuggets. He got 16 points. Uh, We love Bones, and we love what he's doing with the Nuggets. And and what a great advertisement for the VCU program every time he gets rolling uh, for them in the NBA because that's what they're always going to mention. Bones Highland from VCU, and that is something that that, that, uh, potential recruits will hear, and they will see his success and say, hey, I can go there, and that can happen to me too. That's right. So, it's just a great night. I'm I'm enjoying uh, this drink in my beautiful uh, common, uh, Virginia's for lovers Commonwealth of Virginia cup, which I'm showing one more time to the people uh, in the live video because I love it so much. Uh, it was it, this is man. It's 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 always great to win this rivalry game. I don't care that VCU's dominated this rivalry. Fine. It still matters. It matters to them. It matters to us. And and the freshmen. What a great experience for the freshmen because now they know, especially when we play a team in the state of Virginia, what it can be like on the road. So, you know, when there's when when we go to Mason, when we go to Richmond, you know, they're gonna understand, okay, these people these people are waiting for us. These people are waiting for us and they want and, and, and it'll make their season to beat us and we can't let that happen. That is the attitude. And uh, I love it. I just, I love a win like this. It just, I'll be, I will be, I'll be grinning from ear to ear the rest of the night, and I'll be grinning the whole rest of the weekend. Uh, it's just great. I, I wanted, to, whatever happens tomorrow with Washington in the football game, v, VCU, VCU at least beat ODU tonight, which means this weekend isn't a total loss. Now, next, Florida Atlantic at home. Wednesday, back at the Siegel Center, thankfully back on ESPN+. Plus. That's the other thing. I don't want to ever, after, ever have to hear these gum announcers again because, oh, they were not good tonight. And when they were going through all the people with VCU ties that were coaching, I really enjoyed that, especially because most of them were all the shocker tree. And then they mentioned Tubby Smith, who, yes, coached at VCU, a long time ago in many, many moons. And then they said VCU, Tubby Smith was a former VCU head coach. And I'm just like, do your research. Tubby Smith never coached VCU. He was an assistant for J.D. Barnett, who was, you know, who for those of you who, who are listening to this, who are very young, was the first coach to really get VCU hopping and make VCU a, a, a bit of a force. That, that that got attention on the national uh, on the national level. So and Tubby Smith was his assistant, and the old uh, uh, the, that defense that they use at UVA, uh, the pack line defense that came from JD Barnett and Tubby Smith. So you know, and of course Tubby Smith, you know, went on to uh, went on to great heights and even won a national championship in Kentucky. And I didn't even know he was still coaching, but to sit here and say he's an ex VCU head coach. Oh, these announcers who don't know what they're talking about—it's driving me nuts. So we're back on ESPN Plus. We're back at the Siegel Center. Hopefully, the the great man Ed Nixon will be back uh, doing doing the commentary because uh, that will certainly be an improvement over that nonsense we had to listen to uh, that we that we had to listen to tonight. So Wednesday, I'm off. I'll be so I will be uh, I will be watching with all of you we will be having the live video we'll be doing all that stuff and of course the podcast which will also uh, come out the next morning so thank you all for listening as always uh, like it and share it around thank you for the comments in the in the thread thank you for the comments here on the live video do not forget our friends at Lady Nollins, patronize them Uh, during any season, but especially during the Christmas season. Thank you all for for listening. Uh, We'll see you Wednesday night. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. To participate in the post-game Facebook Live with George, join the Facebook group VCU Basketball Fans The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.